the children come Don't dare drive them away And then the kingdom comes Hear the holy foolish things they say The springtime of their life decides The adults they'll become So let the children come Please let the children Children's Bible Journey with stories and songs just for kids. We have a dramatized Bible story coming up, so let's get today's program started by singing praises to our awesome God. Shine. 
Hide it under a bushel No, I'm gonna let it shine Every day I'll let my little light shine, shine, shine Right in the corner where you are Right in the corner where you are Someone far from harbor you may guide across the bar Right in the corner Jesus sure makes your heart feel happy. We'll do some more singing in a few minutes. Now let's get back to our continuing Bible story from the Bible and Living Sound. <laughs> Scribe, I want to thank you for your faithfulness. Through thick and thin you have been by my side. Sometimes you warned me of dangers. Sometimes you urged me on. 
complimenting me on my deeds. I'm deeply grateful. I was but doing my duty, Your Majesty. I have but one more task for you to do. A great task. Together we will write the history of my life. Its joys, its sorrows, its mistakes, and its failures, as well as its blessings and successes. With pleasure, Your Majesty. Yes, we will write out for future generations a record of my folly and my repentance. We must make plain that a deed, once done, it or its influence can never be undone or erased. We must make clear that because of my sins, many of my people were led into sin. We must show that even though I have now truly repented of my sins, I cannot undo them. We will emphasize that only obedience to God's requirements will keep man from sin, and by our writings, we will try to make it very plain that one must fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. And Solomon reigned in Jerusalem forty years, and he slept with his fathers and was buried in the city of David his father. And Rehoboam his son reigned in his stead. You are come here to Shechem to proclaim and crown me as your king. I shall be a good king, doing at all times the will of you, my people. Therefore, if there is anything that my father, King Solomon, did that you want changed, send a delegation and I shall uh, consider the matter. name, I believe, is Jeroboam. It is, Your Majesty. You led a revolt against my father and fled to Egypt. Well, yes, Your Majesty. But the people of Israel sent for me, and I... Now I come before you representing them. They asked me to say unto thee, O king, Thy father made our yoke grievous. Now, therefore, make thou the grievous service and the yoke lighter, and we will serve thee all the days of thy life. That's a fair enough request. Uh, just give me uh, three days to consider it. Come again at the end of three days, and I will give you my answer. Thank you, Your Majesty. Long live the king. Scribe, send for the wise men and elders who served under Solomon, my father. I would consult with them. You all heard the request of the people to lighten the yoke of taxes and forced labor. Well, what say you? How should I answer the people? <clears throat> we have considered the matter very carefully, Your Majesty. If thou wish indeed to serve them as their king, then speak good words to them. Reduce their taxes, lighten their burdens, and they will serve you forever. Uh, thank you. You, uh, uh, you may be excused. Mm, yes. uh, scribe, I want you to bring before me all the young men of my court especially the ones I've been brought up with, and that have a young viewpoint in matters of state. You are young men. So am I. 
The older generation is out of step, out of date. What say you about the request of Israel to lighten their tax and lessen their yoke of allegiance to the crown? O king, thou art ruler, thy word is law. Make them understand from the beginning that you will tolerate no interference with your personal wishes. I am king, am I not? You are supreme, my lord. <laughs> your advice is good. I shall give each of you positions of trust and responsibility. You may go. Long live the king! Long live the king! Three days are up, O King. We are gathered for your answer. For you make the grievous service of thy father and the heavy yoke he put upon us lighter. If so, we will serve thee forever. You say that Solomon, my father, placed a heavy burden of taxes upon you so that he could live in ease and luxury. And these things are true. But know this, Israel, my father did make your yoke heavy. I will add to your yoke, my father chastised you with whips. I will chastise you with scorpions. Silence! Silence! People of the Northern Ten Tribes, I wish to remind you that there has long been enmity and strife between the tribes of the North and the tribes of Judah and Benjamin. I see no alternative than to separate the north from the south. We of the northern tribes will go our own way, have our own king independent of the south. Therefore, people of the northern tribes, go to your home and choose you a king. As for you, Rehoboam, son of Solomon, we will have no part in your house. Go your way, rule your own tribes. When Rehoboam, son of Solomon, was returned to Jerusalem, he assembled 160,000 chosen warriors to fight against Jeroboam and the ten northern tribes to bring them under his rule. O king, I am Shemaiah, prophet of God. He appeared unto me and ordered me to say these words unto thee. Ye shall not go and fight against your brethren, the children of Israel. Return every man to his own home, for this war will not be blessed. And the hundred and sixty thousand warriors returned each man to his own home. And there was peace between Jeroboam, king of Israel, and Rehoboam, king of Judah. There is peace between Rehoboam and myself, but peace can only be maintained when we are prepared for war. Scribe? I want all frontiers heavily fortified and guarded against invasion. But the main danger to the welfare of Israel is Solomon's temple in Jerusalem. Solomon's temple in Jerusalem, your majesty? A threat to Israel? As long as Solomon's temple is considered the abode of God and our people go there regularly to worship, yes. Our people will mingle with the people of Judah. And their hearts might again be drawn together and the kingdom once more be united. Well, this I must avoid at all costs. Mm. Uh, your Majesty, I suggest a council of the young men of your court. Their council has always been good. Excellent suggestion, scribe. Call them together at once. The answer, Your Majesty, to keeping the two peoples apart is to establish a place of worship right here in Israel. 
erect idols, establish special days of feast, celebration, make them so attractive that the people will prefer to worship at your shrine rather than at Solomon's temple. And thus it came about that the kingdom of Israel was divided into two kingdoms. They had forsaken the God of Israel and worshipped idols. Would complete calamity be their ultimate destiny? Or would they awaken to their sinful condition, repent and be forgiven? I will not long suffer the sins of my people. We'll continue the Bible story tomorrow. And if you would like to add these stories to listen to at home, you can call the Bible in Living Sound at 1-800-634-0234. That's 1-800-634-0234. Now here's some more music before we have to say goodbye. everyone. This is Live with Sam. I'm Sam, and I'm here with my mother to discover more of her secrets for cooking amazing meals using nothing but fruits, vegetables, grains, nuts, beans, and legumes. Mom, let's talk beans. Are you sure you want to? Yes. Beans are delicious. But they give you such gas. Mom! You blow up like a balloon. Mom! The whole neighborhood knows when you've had okay, beans for okay. lunch. Okay, let's move on to vegetables. Why do you serve your family so many vegetables each day? I'm glad you asked that question, Sam. Vegetables are like nature's health food store. They contain so many nutrients and vitamins. There's not a pill, prescription, or packaged food on earth that can touch them. Totally healthy. Unfortunately, most people don't eat anywhere near enough vegetables each day. Then they get sick and wonder why. How about fruits? One word, antioxidants. What's that? Only the greatest cancer fighter known to man. When cancer is growing in your body, those cancer cells need oxygen to live and multiply. 
antioxidants arrive at the cancer site and basically remove oxygen from those cells. Then they can't grow and multiply. Is eating fruit the only way to get these antioxidants into your body? Well, they're also available in beans, but I don't think you want to talk about beans. Yes, right. Let's not talk about beans. This is Live with Sam. Goodbye. God has given us everything we need to be healthy inside and out. During Creation Week, He established a health plan for every creature on earth. To learn more about healthy living and about the God who created us all, go to kidsbibleinfo.com. That's kidsbibleinfo.com. This program was brought to you by the Children's Ministries Department of the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists. girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Today's story shows you how great it is to have a pet and how sad it can be when a pet disappears. While Jenny and her friend Natalie search for clues about what happened to Butterscotch, Jenny learns some important lessons about forgiveness. Chapter 10, More Than Butterscotch. Mom! Jenny shouted. Something's outside my window. Or someone. Mom? As soon as her mother got there, they both tiptoed over to the window and peeked out. I don't see anything, Mom said. She reached up and pulled the window closed. Then she shut the curtains. Should we go outside and look, Jenny asked. Maybe. Let's go turn on the porch light and look around. When they didn't see anything through the peephole in the door, Mrs. Wallace turned the doorknob and opened it just enough to stick her head out. Just enough for something to run in. Meow? Butterscotch? Jenny couldn't believe her eyes, even as her cat wove around and around her legs, purring loudly. Butterscotch! Jenny whooped. Oh, Butterscotch, I missed you so much! Jenny picked up her cat and buried her face in the soft fur. Mrs. Wallace rubbed Butterscotch's head and smiled. Oh, Jenny, I'm so glad she came back. It didn't take much talking to convince Jenny's mom that since Butterscotch had come back, she needed a new cat bed and some new toys. All her toys were so old and shabby. Jenny's mom laughed. I suppose nothing will be too good for that cat now. That evening, Jenny had a hard time going to sleep again, but this time it was because she was so happy. Thank you, God, she whispered as Butterscotch purred beside her. Oh, no, Jenny said the next morning as Butterscotch ate her special cat food. I forgot to tell Natalie. Can I call her? Finish eating first, her mom answered. Jenny finished quickly and picked up the phone while Butterscotch kept eating. Natalie? Come over as soon as you can. I've got something to show you. Jenny was ready when the doorbell rang. Look who's home, she shouted as she opened the door with butterscotch on her shoulder. She came back, Natalie squealed. I'm so happy for you, Jenny. Thanks for helping me find her, Jenny said. Do you want to hold her? Natalie petted the purring cat, then got a surprised look on her face. Someone must have been feeding her. Feel how fat she is. Jenny reached over to feel. You know, I thought she would be skinny, too. She's really fat. Then a panicked look came over her face. What if it's not fat? What if something's wrong with her? Grabbing the cat, she raced out to the living room. Natalie was right behind her. She dumped the cat onto her mother's lap, tears streaming down her face. Mom, I think Butterscotch has a tumor. Feel her stomach. Mrs. Wallace pushed and poked Butterscotch's stomach. Then she smiled. Jenny, Butterscotch doesn't have a tumor. She's going to have kittens. Kittens? Jenny asked blankly. 
Kittens, Natalie shrieked. Can I have one? Yes, if it's okay with your parents. We won't be able to keep any, Mrs. Wallace said. We won't, Jenny asked. Why not? We can't feed another cat, Jenny, her mother said firmly, and Jenny knew there was no use arguing. She looked sadly at Butterscotch. How could she give away her kittens? Later, after Natalie had gone home and Butterscotch was curled up at the foot of Jenny's bed, Jenny sat down beside her mother on the couch. Mom, why can't we keep the kittens, she began. They won't be any trouble. Honest, I'll do everything to take care of them. You won't have to do a thing. Mom sighed and put down the magazine she was reading. I'm sorry, Jenny, but we can't have a bunch of cats running around here. But, Jenny pouted, you said I could have a kitten. Mom smiled. That was before Butterscotch came back. It's all Tevin's fault, she grumped. Then as she realized what she'd said, her hand flew to cover her mouth. Oops, I guess I just went fishing, she said. You know, Jenny, you keep blaming Tevin because Butterscotch ran away, but I remember that night a little differently than you. Jenny squirmed uncomfortably on the sofa. I remember a certain girl who was asked twice to bring her cat inside. Do you remember who that girl was? Jenny swallowed hard. Me? she squeaked. Mom nodded. Could Shorty have chased Butterscotch away if she was safe inside where she belonged? No, Jenny said in a small voice. It was really my fault that Butterscotch ran away, wasn't it? she asked. Jenny didn't need to see her mother nod to know it was true. I'm sorry, Mom. Will you forgive me? Mom threw her arms around Jenny and hugged her tight. Jenny hugged back as hard as she could. And remember, Mom, no fishing. Though Jenny thought Butterscotch's kittens would never arrive, one day when she got home from school, Butterscotch cuddled with three tiny little kittens. Jenny's fingers itched to hold those furry little kittens. Finally, her mother said it was okay. She touched their soft fur. She ooed over their little paws. She awed over their tiny tails. And then she had to decide whom to give them to. Natalie was an easy first choice. She wanted the golden white tiger. I'm going to call him Garfield. Tevin's parents called to see how Butterscotch was, and when they heard about the kittens, they asked for one. Tevin wanted the one that looked the most like Butterscotch, so Jenny decided to give him the yellow one. The white one with the yellow rings on its tail went to Mrs. Norton's niece. Didi came over to play the day that Tevin's dad was supposed to stop by for the kitten. She brought a ball of her mother's yarn, and they squealed with delight as the kitten chased it around the living room. Soon, Tevin's dad pulled up in the driveway, and the girls brought the kitten out to him. Jenny gave him the big box that she and Dee Dee had poked holes in. He can ride in this, she said, and here's a few of Butterscotch's old toys to keep him happy. Thank you very much, girls, Mr. Ryan said. He scratched the kitten under the chin. Tevin's really going to like this little guy. I'm not sure about Shorty, though. They'll learn to love each other, Jenny promised. When is Butterscotch going to have more kittens, Dee Dee asked as they watched Mr. Ryan back out of the driveway. Never, Jenny said. She has an appointment with Dr. Givens, the veterinarian, so that she won't ever have kittens again. She sighed. I guess it's a good thing. It's too hard giving kittens away, even when you know they're going to good homes. So what do you want to play, Dee Dee asked. Let's go down to Natalie's house, Jenny suggested. They started across the yard, then Jenny stopped. Wait, I'm going to make sure Butterscotch is inside. I don't want her getting catnapped again. you have heard today is a chapter of the shoebox kids book three jenny's catnapped cat 
written by Celeste Perino-Walker, edited and created by Jerry D. Thomas, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Let the children come. Don't dare drive them away. And then the kingdom comes. Hear the holy foolish things they say. The springtime of their life decides the adults they'll become. So let the children come. Please let the children come. Children's Bible Journey was brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio and is a production of Life Talk Radio at lifetalk.net.